the Dream Theory Podcast, episode number 47. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Let's jump right into it. We're back with another episode of the Dream 3 Podcast. It is Thanksgiving. Neil, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. You and your family as well. We have so much sports going on right now that we had to jump on the podcast. There is uh, NFL action going on right now, as you can see behind me. There's World Cup action that's going on. Obviously, the NBA and the hockey season has started. NBA, nobody really cares about. But there's a lot for us to talk about today. Yeah, Um but it, it, the World Cup has been entertaining for me. I, I've got to watch a few games and seeing some of the upsets on it. I'm just kind of – I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm very much enjoying the World Cup right now. It, it is. It's been very fun to watch. The hype between um, – from the U.S. men's national team and then, unfortunately, watching them tie with Wales 1-1. Um, but there's been some crazy upsets. Germany getting upset by Japan. Um, amazing. A couple good games today. Uh, Ghana and Portugal was a very good game. It was very slow first half and then crazy, crazy shootout. And Ghana almost even tied it in the, uh, the final minute of regulation. Uh, and then Brazil was two Oh over, uh, who did they play? Uh, Serbia. So, uh, obviously the big game for the USA tomorrow, USA versus England. USA is a major underdog at plus 550 right now. Um, England looked good in their very first game. I believe they won 6-2. to two. Um, Big question right now for England is Harry Kane's fitness. Will Harry Kane be in the starting 11? I've All signs point that he will still be in the starting 11. But that's a huge game. Even if you're not a soccer fan, you can always get up for USA-England just to tune in and watch. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like being the, the little brother to England and and you know going out there and maybe maybe giving it to him. Um, it, I think tomorrow a a one one tie would be magnificent for us. Absolutely, just that would be a win in you for the USA. Yeah, especially uh, after what England did in the first first game. Yeah, it's there's a reason why the USA is big underdogs in this. We don't have, and Josh could probably, you know, say more to this, but I don't think our, not our depth, but I don't believe that our players are coming off the bench in the right spots. I don't um, think we have the talent, pure talent either. Of course, compared to to, yeah, to what England has and the depth that they have, I think they're they're second team could probably still beat us. I, it's I really it's their game. If you think about the uh, the international football, yeah. prof- like American football, like if you took a Team USA versus a Team England, like American football is obviously our sport versus them. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't even be it close. Be, We'd murder them. 100%. So uh, tomorrow's game, I'm going to put some money on USA because I feel like uh, it's uh, my national duty to – to bet with USA, I will make two bets. I will make obviously one USA winning at plus five fifty tonight, and also at a tie, which I believe is at plus three hundred. So, um, 
going to make those bets. Go USA, uh, 1776 forever. That's right. <laughs> I just, just the only thing I don't want to happen is for us to give up an early goal and then just get absolutely obliterated. And it'd be like a 3 0, 4 0 game, 4 1, something like that. And, and then that you're going to lose all popularity in the, in the U.S., and nobody in the U.S. is going to care about soccer again. Yeah. Cause then you have to basically go into, go into the Iran game and hope that you blow them out 4 0. Cause you know, Wales is probably going to beat them 2 0, maybe 2 1, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which means on goal differential, you got to make up everything you lost to England. And that's, that's going to be the tough part. So this is a, for American soccer, this is the biggest game in what is it, over 3,000 days? Yes. 3,065 days in between yep. World Cup, last time we played a World Cup. So, huge game tomorrow. It'll be, I will be wearing all USA gear at work. Literally, everything. Hey, tomorrow, tomorrow should be the, uh, the November version of 4th of July here in America. Even if you don't like soccer, I think it's still, it's been fun, like you said. It's been fun to tune in and watch. Uh, I know a lot of people don't get and understand soccer, and I'm I'm still kind of in that boat, like texting with Craig. Like, I don't understand. Like, you're a goal down with a minute left, and why are you passing the ball backwards to go back to the goalie to reset everything? I'm like, send everybody forward press. and chart. Yeah, yeah, just completely press the field. So, it's been fun to watch. It's fun to watch these top tier players go against each other. I mean, there's. There's amazing players from every every country, and to see them all kind of in one one set, one tournament, um, it's been awesome to watch. I, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo had a day today, even though he only got technically one goal. He had three goals that were pulled off by a VIR or VAR or VIR or yeah. a referee decision. So, you know, getting to watch him ball out was pretty awesome. Also, he's first person ever scoring five World Cups. Five World Cups. That's amazing. amazing. And probably never, ever will be done again. Will never be done again. Yeah. And uh, so so leading off that, Ronaldo, Ronaldo actually makes a statement with his World Cup game. Then you have the German national team, known for being technically sound and always playing well, get beat by Saudi Arabia. Or is it Saudi Arabia? No. It was... Um... Um, who was it? Japan, 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 Japan beats it, which Japan's got some good players, but you're the German, you're the German war machine. You're, you should be, you should be handling your business. Especially with the amount of hype that we put into him this year, the Kai Havertz, I know they're, they're, they lost. um, Makoku. Well, and that's one of my beasts is Makoku didn't come off the bench until the 89th minute. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, don't understand that. I, I mean, I understand, you know, you, sometimes you're not playing your best player sometimes because they're young. It's a bigger stage, but at the same time, like you got to sell out. And maybe that's something we don't understand from the American perspective, watching soccer and like what you said before with scoring in the, you know, or with uh, not pressing when, when you got a minute left mm. and you're trying to reset. It's like from from the American side of things in football and basketball, you're selling out because because the game matters. Yeah, and it's just you know how much does that technical like being technical and and just playing the proper game 
I don't understand it from the from a soccer perspective. So no, and and German and it's not like the Germans were the only team to feel or look out of sync. Um, I thought Portugal looked out of sync today. Um, Germany obviously looked all over the place. Um, Portugal, I thought, pressed very well, but then as soon as they scored, they lit up, and they just kind of their defense just kind of I don't know just played timid, not timid, but just kind of played complacent. I think the team as a whole played complacent, and that's kind of why they almost tied the game, you mm-hmm. know, which would have been a loss for them essentially. And then, I mean, you bring up Argentina, Saudi Arabia. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Messi's issue is with performing under pressure, but he hasn't been able to do it yet. No, and has the I don't believe the French team has played yet. Correct? No, France did. France did. They won four one, I think. Okay. I didn't get to see that, but you're you're right on Messi's team, Argentina. Man, that that's a tough, <laughs> tough loss to. And thinking of a guy like like Messi, who has never won a World Cup, Ronaldo hasn't won a World Cup. Um, but Ronaldo's got a Euro. He's got a he's European got a Championship. Yeah. And Messi's got. I think he's got one of the, you know, Concacaf or whatever it is. Or, it's like, and then uh, <laughs> Costa Rica getting blown out. Oh, last yeah, night, what was it, murdered. seven nothing? You know that that looks so bad for Concacaf. Yeah, it does. So is seven, just seven. I'm just giving up goals left and right. Like at that point, why even have a goalie out there? Yeah, I, I mean, for Spain, it was honestly I didn't see it coming. I just didn't see it coming. I didn't see that big of a a blowout coming. No. Not at all. Not at all. No. Is what it is. On to the on to the games. What do we got? What's the lineup next or tomorrow? Because that's the new round, right? The the new round tomorrow. Let me jump into it with a little betting action right now. Um tomorrow's games. Obviously, we have USA and England. Uh that's England the two minus, o'clock. Yep, minus uh two ten on England. Uh, 340 plus 340 tie plus 550 USA getting that win. Uh, you have Wales versus Iran at 5 a.m. Eastern. Um, Wales waking up to watch that. Wales is the slight, um, slight favorite plus 115. Uh, Iran is plus 280. I would probably put money on Wales there. You have. Qatar versus Senegal, the way Qatar looked in the opening. <laughs> the opening Senegal game. got beat. Senegal got beat though, didn't they? Senegal got beat, but it Qatar is just so outmatched. Like Yeah, but they only they only lost 2-0. I I think it could it was supposed to be a lot worse. Um I didn't I'm pretty sure a a goal or two got pulled off. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I don't know. Maybe two o, maybe two o doesn't tell the story. I mean, the Ecuador dominated the the first half, and it looked like Qatar didn't know what the what they were doing out there. But so you have Qatar and Senegal. Uh, Senegal's obviously the favorite. They are minus one sixty to Qatar's plus five hundred, um, and then you have a plus two sixty tie in there. 
Um, you have a good game tomorrow in the Netherlands and Ecuador. Uh, Netherlands are going to be the favorite in this game, minus 135 to Ecuador's plus 420. Um, Australia and Tunisia, uh, plus 115 for Tunisia, uh, plus 260 for Australia. So Tunisia is going to be slight favorite there. Poland and uh, oh, we're getting Saturday games. Uh, Poland and Saudi Arabia is going to be early on Saturday. Um, Poland is slight favored, one thirty-five minus one thirty-five to plus four ten. Uh, and then France and Denmark. France is obviously the favorite in that game, minus one thirty-five to plus four ten. Argentina and Mexico. Argentina is. It's a big favorite, minus one eighty to plus five fifty on Mexico. Who they play? Mexico. I don't think that. Mm, I I don't know the it way Argentina looked. Man, that's to have them as a minus one eighty favorite. It's it's either going to be Argentina getting pissed off and blows out Mexico, or Mexico just t- Mexico just comes out swinging. And Argentina implodes. Mm. I, d- I don't see. I don't know if I see that one going into a tie. I think yeah. it'll swing one way or the other. So that's kind of the lineup. Good round for, of games, though. That was good. Very good round of games. As I'm looking over my shoulder at the uh, the Vikings Patriots game, and also looking at my same game parlays. That did I Kirk throw to. another interception? Oh, I'm sure he did. Another primetime interception? I think that's what I just saw. Well, I need Kirk Cousins to throw for 200 yards, Dalvin to run for 50, uh, Stevenson for the Patriots to run for 40, Justin Jefferson needs 50 yards receiving, and TJ Hawkinson needs 25 yards receiving for one of my parlays. Well, primetime Kirk. never know what you're going to get. That's true. Very, very true. Man. USA all the way. Let's hope for a one-one tie, and maybe we'll pull something out. And I don't know, get a win. That would be easy. But <clears throat> I, I will say, I will say the explosion of of soccer this past, you know, couple weeks for the card market. And I wish Josh was on so we could talk a little bit more about this. But the amount of cards that I've moved to soccer cards, but not maybe not big time cards, but even the smaller versions, like people are, are buying up soccer right now. And it's Did you still end up selling that Holland Genesis that you pulled? I have a couple offers on it, but I have not sold it yet. Hmm. So for, for people that are tuning in, let me uh, pause for coffee. I bought, uh, what I buy? I bought four mega boxes at Target of the Road to Qatar. So this is pre Prism yeah. um, boxes of Mosaic, just to kind of you know see if I can pull some 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 stuff right before the World Cup started. Got down to the last box and I was texting Josh and, and Neil as I was opening. Hopefully we were trying to hit something good. There wasn't a lot of big killers that you're going to get in mosaic boxes. Um, you're looking for 
you know, silvers. Genesis is a big one because it's a su super short print. But you also got to think of the amount of players that are in in the uh, the soccer packs of especially when you're talking about the international players. So had a Genesis, pulled it, and sent Neil and Josh a picture, hoping it was something good. I slow played it here at the house. And obviously, right off the top of my head, I, I saw at the bottom it said Norway. I was like, who's good at Norway? And then uh, pulled it all the way off, and it was Holland. So that's a uh, that was a banger of a pull. <laughs> obviously, a probably one of the best players in the world right now, currently. Um, I would say probably. I mean, I would, yeah. You one of the best players. I would say the best player in the world right now. Unfortunately, his team is not in the World Cup, so he's not playing. No, his uh, national team is trash. Yeah, so he's. It's great for. It's a great pull, but being in the national jersey, and I talked to Slabstock Aaron about it. Uh, it's a great pull, but it's not also. It's not a a huge big time card. Like it's. It's still gonna a couple hundred bucks, which is which is great, um, but it's not. European League or him, um, there there are other cards for Holland that, but it was a good pull. I mean, for the amount of money I spent on Mega Boxes at at Meyer, it was worth it. Yeah, you have a an abundance of ripping box luck that I don't. Oh. And it's and it's only my God, on, I will never rip boxes. And this it is was, 2014 football. That's it, dude. The only luck i have ripping boxes is retail if i bought if i bought a case of hobby i wouldn't hit a damn thing but you let me buy some retail i'll hit some stuff somehow some way yeah bgs 10 lebron silver you sold for 4k yes sir yeah. yes sir <laughs> that's yes. a nice one. Oh, it was most beautiful card i've probably had hey, do you, can you look that up what's a bgs 10 lebron right now yeah, I'm I'm really interested because you sold yours for 4K, right? Yes. Let's see how far down that's gone. Because that peak, that was peak price. You literally made. I think you made the the. Peak well, I sale. couldn't believe that. You know, I got the alert that it sold and didn't believe it because you know I get stuff that so sold all the time. But it, then it said it was paid for. I was like, who? It they somebody actually paid for it. Yeah. Yes, 10. 2019 Prism. Yep, 2019. <laughs> One sold November 13th, a BGS 10, for $299. It looks like you capitalized also... on, uh, on 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 the, uh, the peak there. And that also shows, like, the peaks and valleys of the market. I mean, at that time, the market was so hot and skyrocketing. And now a lot of people are saying that, you know, the market is, is falling out, falling down. Um, I will say, I will say in some sectors, yes, uh, mm -hmm. it, it is, but, but in, in other sectors, no, like there's, there's still, like there's in, in the rarity, like the rare cards that come up, they, mm. they're setting new highs all the time. Like for sure. The example I had that Jim Brown 
rookie that I got. Okay, that I I bought on auction at, or bought on auction Heritage Auctions on in August. Graded it. Got a four ten PSA four ten. Okay, before I sold mine, and uh, uh, there was a new set high for a PSA six. Auto ten, a brand, mm-hmm. a brand, a highest that's ever sold before sold for ten thousand dollars, ten ten point two, ten point two thousand, so ten thousand two hundred dollars, which is the highest anyone any Jim Brown rookie auto has ever sold for, and that's that's a that's a, you know we're talking about a card that's not super high end, but it's a rare card that just never comes up. So I think right. I think there's there's. There's something to be said for rare cards, but then you have like the Luca logo man that, you know, shine sold to the guy for $4 million. He turns around and it gets what? 3.2. Yep. 3.2 after the premium. And, and I guess that's a tell, that's a tell a tale of the market. And just like, yes, it is down. It is down. Um, but I mean, I, I don't think it, it encompasses, just what's going on behind a public platform in which cards are selling at. True. I, I see it as a, cause I watch a lot of sports card radio. I see a lot of, you know, the normal pumpers that we, you know, see in the hobby, the, the Roth cards, the card sports card investor. Um, these yeah. guys who keep claiming that, you know, the market's skyrocketing. Well, when we take this, for example, during the height of the basketball craze of 2019-20 Prism, you know, when Kobe White had those four, three games of 40 points or more, you were selling PSA base 10s for $150, $200. You know what a base 10 PSA Probably $5. Is? $4. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you could be saying the same about like, um, so the same thing happened with Bull Bull. The bull bull prisms skyrocketed when he had those games in in the preseason, and then he didn't play. Even and then this this off season, people were selling him for like five dollars, mm-hmm. and then now that he's went to the Magic, he plays on a new team, they're up to like twenty five dollars. So I guess you could say like, sure, if you bought in bull bull this off season and you sold bull bull now, you made you know what is it five extra money, six extra yeah. money. And if you put that on a mass scale and say you bought 10 of them at $4, you spent $40, you sell all 10 of those, you make 200 bucks. But we're also seeing that how much mass printing there was as the Zion uh, PSA 10 is now over 25,000 in the pop count. PSA 10s? Yes. That's sad. And that's just PSA 10s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the amount of you know overprinting was ridiculous. Yeah. Agreed. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what this market does. Like, let's say we're 30 years down the road. Okay. What happens when, let's say, John Morant ends up being an all-time player? How would, I mean, Prism, it's got to be dead, right? Nobody wants a Prism card because it's not worth anything. Mm -hmm. Because there's 30,000 of them. And do you value, in which I'm going to say the collector market is going to be yes, you're going to value a National Treasures, a flawless type card over the prism, base, silver, whatever. You have to. And even with a jersey that's we know is not game used, it is player everything 
from there is player worn. Um, well, that's I think be- I think you could say like NT or flawless could be essentially what people look as their staple card from yeah. here on out because the prism card is it's going to be a it's going to be like buying a base MJ. It, yeah, it's going to be like the eighty six or the, the eighty six flare. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, like you could say, okay, MJ's the greatest basketball player on earth. Okay, well, what happens? Like, let's say John Morant is the greatest basketball player on earth. The cards that are going to be most desired, that'll be considered like this is what the equivalent is of the PSA ten Michael Jordan, has got to be the the NT and the flawless RPAs. Mm-hmm. But those are already worth. Those are already selling for the same amount of money. Yeah. So you're telling me that those cards are essentially have already peaked or are over their peak and may never reach that again, you know? It, and it's like that for all your ultra modern players. I mean, you had a Justin Fields 101 sell for $87,000, which is ridiculous. Yeah. The guy hasn't even done, done enough on the field yet. Here's, here's something, and <clears throat> if if card collector too, if Ryan ever listens to this podcast, probably not. But here, here's a stat for you: How many quarterbacks have won an NFL playoff game from the Ohio State University? Do you know this? How many quarterbacks from Ohio State have won have won an NFL playoff game? An NFL playoff game. <clears throat> Can you can you tell me how many and I can tell you the players? Yes, one. One. And they won three games and that was it. They won three games. Three games in the same year? No, three games in their entire career. And that's the only players ever won an NFL playoff game from Ohio State as a quarterback. Starting quarterback. How long ago did he start? Ninety six. Uh uh um play for the Ravens. Steelers. The Steelers. 96? Mike Tomchak. Tomziak, whatever. Exactly. That's my point. Ohio State quarterbacks are worthless. They will always be worthless in the NFL because they are absolutely god-awful. They suck, and they're a system quarterback. I I don't disagree about that, and we can, you know, get, get into all of that. And um. No, we should because the big game's here in two days, and I hope Ohio State. Even though, even since I live in Columbus, I hope all the Ohio State fans and all their delusion land that they live in, they just they just shut up afterwards when Michigan State pounds them again. Michigan, because, huh? Michigan, not Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan pounds them again because I'm tired of them always talking about. Oh, my players are so good. Ohio State's so good. Yeah, you guys suck. Okay great you make great wide receivers but you know what they actually do nothing they do nothing they amount to nothing anymore they're all great college court they're all great college players because when you when you recruit the top five of the top 10 kids in the nation to come play yeah of course they're going to be good but then you don't develop them into anything worth anything well i hope they get a win obviously uh defensive coordinator for michigan jesse mentor was my defensive coordinator in college and my linebacker coach in college so uh good luck to coach mentor i always root for michigan in that game i'm not it's kind of like you know in indiana i'm not a notre dame fan i'm not a iu fan i will side with purdue for uh for any 
that's not Indiana State. Um, siding with Michigan, uh, would love to see them win. But you're right. Like you think of the quarterbacks that have been through there, you can't name me a a great NFL quarterback from Ohio State. No. I think I think of a plug and play type guy. I think of uh, a Terrell Pryor who ends up playing wide receiver. And I that think, was the best he ever did. I think when he switched wide receiver. I think CJ Stroud's going to be the same thing. Um, yep. Eh, it's t- it's tough, man. Think about that. Terrell Pryor, Justin, um, JT Barrett, Justin Fields, CJ Stroud, Dwayne Haskins, um, uh, Cardale Jones, Troy Smith. That's I mean, who I was thinking of. Troy yeah, Smith. Troy Smith. None of them. Absolutely none of them. They think about how much they get hyped all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. And just think about the difference between, you know, them. I'm pretty sure Chad Henney for Michigan has started a playoff game before the last Ohio State players started a playoff game. <laughs> Chad Henney with the uh, with the Dolphins. Oh, come on. Give Dalvin a good ball to catch, man. I need Dalvin to have 16 and a half receiving yards. So I don't know. I hate it. I picked I, I actually I actually picked the Pats to win that game. What's the score? It is 10-7 New England. I think I have New England on the money line also, but I have to have some parlays to go with it. Yeah. Understandable. So, your fantasy team sucks. Oh my god, it's so bad. I started off. So let me. So, so for those who don't know, me and Caleb we play in a fantasy league together, an eight-man yep. league. Caleb has beat me twice this year, both a, times. A and you don't know this. Both times are also your two highest scoring weeks of the entire year. We're against you. We're against me. Dude, I've, I've also I, scored the second most points in the league and have had the most points scored against me. And I was one in seven at one point. I beat Craig last week, 145.9 to 145.1. I didn't even set my roster. Yeah. That's where we're at. My team is so bad. I am four and seven playing. Yeah, I'm four and seven now. Uh, I'm playing Abe this week. So, so I'm on St. Brown today. Got me 27 points, which is nice. DeAndre Swift got me 10. You, uh, he, for some some reason, I I don't know how you just for some reason you just you just beat the crap out of me when it matters most. And you know what? I'm fine with that because I did trade you Jonathan Taylor. What a terrible decision! Except for when no, no, no. Raised. I think that was fair because Amon Ra's done pretty well for you. Oh, for sure he has, but. You know, Jonathan Taylor's only got you one good game. Two. He's two? got me two. And that's all I need. Well, he ain't going to get you a good game this Monday. I'll tell you that. I just, we'll see. We'll see. I'm setting the over-under, and I'm going to text Craig. The over-under on TJ Watt getting sacks is going to be three and a half. Under. He won't get that many. Really? He won't get that many. With that trash Colts offensive line, did you not see uh, – Oh, what's his name? French Number fries three. is going to stop him. What's his name from uh, Brandon? Uh, uh, Number 55 for the Eagles. Pick that rookie offensive left tackle up from Central Michigan. 
up off the ground and just drive him into Matt Ryan. Like, yeah, we draft a tackle from Germany who's only played football for six or seven years. And what do you think is going to happen? This is hey, a grown listen, You're not good. League. You're not good. But but Jeff Saturday may be something that turns turns it around. He's not going to be the he, head coach. There's no way. One, you were one PI, 51-yard PI away from being 2-0 and with Jeff Saturday. Ugh. Just think about that. I can't believe I can't believe Zaire didn't turn around and look. I know I, know. I knew. I know. He he knew he was beat, but just to run through the guy. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So let's transition a little bit into football. Well, MVP odds have changed a little bit. Yeah. Everybody who we thought is going to be good is starting to come back down to earth. And there's this this guy who plays out in Kansas City, um, has a really annoying wife and a really annoying little brother. Uh, like to make TikToks all day. Yep. Yep. He's out there just balling away. He's out there slinging it. So if you invested in Patrick Mahomes cards in 2017, you are uh, sitting pretty, my man. Yeah, in the off season, I mean, I think I think Prism PSA tens were like under three k at one point. Mm-hmm. I think they're over four thousand now or something. Um, I don't see. I mean, I know at one point they peaked at over ten. If he, I mean, what do you, if he wins another MVP, makes it to another Super Bowl, wins another Super Bowl. Ring, I mean, you got two Super Bowls, and like, what is he, 25 years old? Yep. I mean, he's that guy. <laughs> he is that guy. And Josh Allen's sitting there almost losing to the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Josh Allen's going to get his ass hurt if he keeps running straight up and down like he is. Um, I'll tell you a guy who's kind of been, you know, on and off of our radar, and he was hurt for three games, and he would be in the MVP conversation is Tua. Dude yeah. is throwing for 300-plus, you know, 300-plus a game. If he wasn't out for th- for three games, think about what his numbers would be. Yeah, he he's he's impressed me. Um, and, and to be honest, I didn't think he, he'd be this good. Oh. I mean, we, we both have seen him throw the ball. He throws yeah. like a 12 year old. Yeah. Um, but for some reason he puts it together and I, I don't, I, I don't know. They got a good team too. They got a good defense. They play good football. They got a good run game. They got Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. They got they got the well was it Mike was it Mike McDaniel the offensive coordinator at San Diego or uh, San Francisco? San Francisco? Yeah. I mean, so he's bringing he's bringing his running backs over, which is smart. He's, he's he's bringing his running backs over and know his scheme, know the way he plays the game. It, it, essentially, what you have is you have a San Francisco 49ers team on the East Coast who has a, a quarterback who can actually put the ball somewhere. Did they almost run the ball back? Almost, almost ran it back. They got it on the other side of the fifty. Was that a pick or? Nope, that was a punt. Oh boy, someone's injured. 
Boyd 29. Speaking of, uh, did you ever foresee your Rams being so bad this year? Um, no, I, I figured after the, after the Super Bowl, we'd probably lose that first game to the, to Buffalo. Um, but so opening night, we ended up before the season started, we lost like one of our backups, backup linemen who would is essentially like a plug and play player for us. We lose on the game against Buffalo. We lose our center. We lose our guard that night. So you're at down two starting linemen. We lose our left tackle three weeks later. You're down three linemen plus a fourth. who would be your normal backup. At another time, we lose another player. So we're down like four or five starting linemen. At what point? And on top of that, we can't run the ball. We throw the ball to Cooper Cup every play. Cooper's injured. It's just not our year. It's not our year. Mm-hmm. Injuries. I'm not making excuses for our team. We haven't played well. Um, defense has played phenomenal. The defense has put ourselves in a position to win almost every game, and the offense has done nothing to help that out. Um, paying Allen Robinson $15 million a year was stupid. We should have kept Robert Woods. Even coming off of an ACL, Robert Woods uh, is is the type of player who, and I've talked about this before, he's the type of player who does the dirty work. He's the one yep. who does the run blocks, a lot of the inside run blocks. Um and it's it's showing it's showing that we're just not the same team, not the same team. So honestly, like, and we don't have a first round draft pick. So you throw in the towel this year, you're not really getting much out of it. So it's you're just you're stuck. You're yep. stuck sucking, and it sucks. But I, I talked about this with some some of my coworkers who are Bills fans. You know, what would you do to win one Super Bowl, right? You'd sell everything. I give up. Sell everything to win a Super Bowl, and when you win that Super Bowl, you kind of you take your licking for it. You you pay for it, and that's going to be us for for this year and maybe next year. I don't know. Maybe in the next twenty years, but we got our Super Bowl. You're in a better situation than the Colts are. That's right. Everybody wishes they had a Super Bowl, and we have that one. So we kind of have to eat it, and we suck now, but we have a ring, and we'll always have that. That's all that matters. Hey, real quick, uh, transitioning back to cards. So, obviously, I've been buying because they're fun too. Is the leaf production, uh, the produ- pre production proofs, just because mm-hmm. they're pretty cheap um, and they're one of ones. But how do you think that holds up for the, the long run? I mean, like, you know, Ronaldinho, you know, maybe not a ton, but uh, are these the Tyson Fury ones you got too? Yeah. Yeah. So what I like about Tyson Fury, the one Tyson Furies that you got, is it's kind of like you know what Tops Now is. You've yeah, heard of Tops yeah. Now. Yeah. So Tops Now had a couple of early UFC Conor McGregor cards that came out that were like double champ cards and things like that, and and they even came out with some UFC or some F1 Tops Now cards when F1 started just before F1 started to get really big. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I don't want to say it has the same legs, but I mean, it, it's a rare card. They're one ones one-on-one Tyson Fury and boxing and boxing itself doesn't have a lot. If boxing ever gets into the card space or people start to ever dabble into that from boxing, 
I can see Tyson Fury getting some love. I can see a lot of those guys getting. I think Leaf is the only one that really gets into it. I know I have the other uh, tops. Tops had Tyson Fury on a on an autograph deal in 2020 or 21, and I have one of those in a BGS 9.5. Um, but when I think of the rest of the autographs for boxers for Mayweather, Pacquiao, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's all pretty much handled through Leaf. Um, yeah. And like Terrence Crawford, who ends up being, you know, pound for pound, one of the one or two fighters in the world. I could have bought these leaf pre-productions. They were selling for like six bucks, seven Mm. bucks. I turn around, you know, a couple of years later, they're four or $500. So thinking of Tyson Fury at this moment in time is the number one boxer in the world. Why not buy up all the stuff that you can of his? Yeah, I I, know. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, so I went um, online this week. I was searching for Christmas presents for people. Uh-huh. I tried to find a Tyson Fury card for you, <laughs> but I did not find one that was within the budget. So I got you something else. I was going to so say, shift here soon. speaking of, have you got your gift for me yet? I don't know. I have to go check the mail, to be honest. Yeah, I shipped it this week. So let me know if I, you do, because you got a... I probably do. I haven't checked the mail in it. You got to you got to show it on the next podcast. Well, I mean, I think might be able to go grab it. Run, see if it's see if it's there. I I'll can go check. I'll go I check. can make up dead space. Fat packs only, boys. So real quick, of while Neil's going out, and um, so Leaf makes pre-production stuff of all their cards. As people who follow Leaf know that. They have a ton of parallels of every single thing that they do. So <clears throat> whether it be uh, mosaics, cracked ices, um, what are they called? Um, super prismatics. So they do a pre-production of every single card. So they do sell these, even though it looks like it's in a BGS case, it's just out of a leaf case. And these are very easily able to, be picked up and, and very cheap so picking up something like that i think is a good medium size investment so you know something something you may want to look into if that's your <clears throat> goal to make a, a a buck long term or if it's some something you want to do for like a pc hey you did get it nice all right Let's open this up. Now this is for so pre preset. This is for Neil correctly predicting that the Colts were going to beat the Chiefs. I told him I was good. <clears throat> I owed him something for for making yep. that prediction. So the Colts yeah. beat the NFL MVP. From our so. friends, from our friends at Nation Golf. This is why you get your nice gear from Nation Golf Company. Nice hard collar golf shirt. You see the Smoking Tom logo on it. It's a good shirt. Gonna you know what it looks like? I look like Cousin Eddie with this. Goddamn right you do. <laughs> Goddamn right you do. Thank you. Thank you. It look good in some slacks and a cigar and a visor. Speaking of, our friends at Nation Golf are having a big uh, live YouTube show tomorrow night. They're going to be giving away a ton of golf prizes. 
So make sure that you're tuning in and playing along with those guys. It's going to be a couple hours long. It'll be a great time with Adam Hawk. So tune into their YouTube page. Uh, try to win some prizes. It'll be a great time. Yep. And bet against Patrick Mahomes. Bet against Patrick Mahomes. Got it. Because sometimes you win. Yes. Yes. And almost won against Jalen Hurts, too. Yeah. Almost won against Jalen Hurts. I should have bet with you on that one. Almost won. Almost. 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 Well, Saturday, mm. Ohio State, Michigan. What are the other big college games? <clears throat> I'll tell you my prediction for Ohio State, Michigan. I'd love to hear it. Uh, I will say uh, close, hard-fought game. Michigan wins 29-27. Mm. Um, what's the uh, spread on that? Um, I will tell you. Um, it is... Isn't it like Ohio, seven, seven and a half? Ohio State, seven and a half. I think that's way too big for a rivalry game, especially how close these teams are. Mm -hmm. Over-under is 56. Here's the other thing. How is C.J. Stroud an MVP candidate right now? Or not an MVP, a Heisman, Heisman candidate. candidate. He's played awful this year. Yeah. Um, how, how is Marvin Harrison Jr. not a Heisman candidate? He should be, 100%. He's the best player in college football. Caleb Williams. That's the only other game that I could think of. I'll tell you, there's some big games going on tomorrow. If you like college football, uh, you have number 19 Tulane, who is nine and two, versus number 24 Cincinnati, who is nine and two. That's a I like good that. game. Cincinnati is a favorite by one. Um, that game will be on ABC. Uh, an interesting game that can go either way. You have number 23 Texas, who's seven and four, versus the unranked Baylor Bears at six and five. Texas is an eight and a half point favorite, but knowing Texas, they can they're they're kind of like favorited. The Lions. They like to lose those. They're kind of like the Lions. They can you know, kind of like Kirk Cousins in prime time. Mm -hmm. uh, another nice rivalry game. You got North Carolina, who's number seventeen at nine and two, versus NC or NC State. Uh, North Carolina is six and a half point favorites. Um, big game out in California, number 18, UCLA, who's eight and three versus the Cal Bears, who are four and seven. UCLA, who is a very, I'd say much as a sleeper team this year, is a ten and a half point favorite. And then the battle down in Florida, you have the <laughs> the Florida team who has very much, you know, unimpressed everybody this year versus number 16, Florida State. Florida State is a nine and a half point favorite on that one. Is it in Florida? Is it is it in Tallahassee or is it in it is, I believe it is in Tallahassee. I like Florida State in that one. Saturday games, you have number one Georgia versus Georgia Tech. Uh, That'll you, be a blowout. Yeah, 30, 35 and a half uh, point favorites are the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, number eight, Clemson will be going up against South Carolina. Clemson is uh, 14 Didn't South Carolina points. just beat Tennessee? They did. Uh, yeah, they were giving it to Tennessee pretty handily. Tennessee's season's basically over with their quarterback. And then Hooker towards ACL. You know. Yep, so that's uh, that's rough for them. Uh, battle in Kentucky, you have the unranked Kentucky Wildcats versus number 25 Louisville. 
the game will be at Kentucky, and Kentucky is favorited by three. Uh, you have you watched Will Levis play this year? At all? I have. I thought. I think he. Do you still a think nice, he's a, a number one a nice, quarterback? No, but I think he throws a nice ball. Oh well, that's great. It's, I'm glad quarterbacks about how well you throw a nice spiral now. I mean, should it should be to a to a camp? And look at him. But Tua looks good for some reason. Um, the Iron Bowls this weekend, Auburn, Alabama. Alabama's 22-point favorites. I am kind of disappointed that Auburn hired a new head coach and Cadillac Williams is no longer the head coach there. I thought Cadillac Williams is kind of like in that Jeff Saturday spot. He really deserves to kind of – I'm not saying that Jeff Saturday deserves to be the head coach, but I think Cadillac Williams brought a different type of fire to, Al- to Auburn. How do you feel about Jeff Saturday being the head, being named the head coach? Yes, <clears throat> or interim? Yes. I'll tell you what, he doesn't call the offense. He doesn't call the defense. You or me could be the head coach there. A head coach is a mouthpiece for the media, an emotional support for the team, a motivator for the team, and everybody else who's involved with the organization. So he's doing his job correctly. Exactly. Hmm. Now the problem with Frank Wright is Frank was the play caller, the OC, even though Marcus Brady was the OC. Like, you fire Marcus Brady, and then you go out against the Pats, and you score three with negative 11 yards in the first quarter. Like, you're calling plays, my man. I understand that we got a trash team out there, but, you know, Jeff Saturday is not going to be the long-term solution for the Colts. But for right now, I mean, you could have put freaking Pinky Manning out there. Should have. That giant forehead. No, Peyton likes Denver too much. You could have put Reggie Wayne out there. Um, and I understand why Ursay did it. It's a morale booster for the team because another reason is season ticket renewals came out last week. So how to keep getting people to buy season tickets, you put – Got to make them happy because, you know, we have sucked this year. So, do you think you finally changed from putting on a band aid and actually draft a quarterback? Gonna have to. I mean, unless. Or are you gonna pick up Ryan Tannehill at the end of this year? I'll probably pick up Matt Stafford or Jared Goff next year. <laughs> be my guess. Yeah, I, I mean, Detroit probably will let Goff go. I don't know if they're gonna let Stafford go. I don't Rams know. Probably won't. I wouldn't let Sam. We all want. It's going to depend on where we're going to end up in the draft. Um, but yes, we need to. I and I would still say play Sam Ellinger for the rest of the season just to see what he can do. We, you know, Matt I Ryan. I don't care about winning. I just want to see if the kid can play football at a professional the kid level. He can't play football though. Sam can't play football. I mean, neither can Matt Ryan. He can play it a little better. I don't know about that. I'll let you know Monday. Um, Back to college football real quick. You got number nine, Oregon, uh, versus number 21, Oregon State. That should be a very, very good game. Um, Is it at Oregon State? It is at Oregon State. Oregon is is, uh, three-point favorites. Iowa State at number four, TCU. TCU has, even though they are 11-0, they have had some close calls this year. 
cardiac yes. horn frogs. We're gonna have to play in a Big Twelve championship, and they gotta win that. Mm-hmm. Michigan State at number eleven, Penn State. Uh, Penn State is uh, nineteen point favorites. Number fourteen, Utah at Colorado. Colorado is one and ten this year. That's not good. Uh, Utah is twenty nine and a half point favorites. Number five, LSU is going to the very much so underperforming Texas A&M Aggies. LSU is minus 10 points, but I think Texas A&M still can find a way to pull this off. I don't like Brian Kelly's team that much. Uh, Number 22, UCF was going to the 1-10 South Florida Bulls. Um, The battle for the, what is it, the the jeweled chalet uh, between number 15, Notre Dame, and number six, USC. Get ready for the Bush push. Um, number 10, Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Tennessee's still 14 point favorites. That game could be a little bit closer. We'll see how Tennessee rebounds with a new quarterback. Yeah. Um, Kansas at number 12, Kansas State. Kansas State is 11.5 point favorites. And finally wrapping up, number 13, Washington at Washington State in a good old rivalry game. Washington is a point and a half favorite. Interesting. Well, definitely the big game, Ohio State-Michigan. That's going to be interesting. I'm going to go 33-31. Michigan. Moody, Moody with the with the sealer at the end. It's it's going to be tough. Um, that game's always a pick 'em. You know, Harbaugh's teams like to. Did the Vikings kicker just miss? Yeah, yeah, he probably. Did. Yeah, he did. Um, did we did we want to talk about last time we were on? Did we talk about? I can't remember. Did we talk about uh, Izzy Pereira? Yeah, we did. We did. Was that I'm right after sure or right before? It was after. It was after. Did you see Yuri? You see Yuri go down? I so uh, I I was on Twitter when when the news broke, and then Dana came out and said the UFC doctors it's the worst shoulder injury they've ever seen. I can't believe that sucker wanted to fight Glover with one arm. Dude is a samurai. Um, I am not really happy that. That Glover, they wanted Glover to fight the the Russian guy, and yeah. he asked for more time to train because it's a completely different style. The UFC said no. They said, oh, "Okay, well, can I fight Jan in Brazil in the January card?" I said no, because we've already seen you two. Like they, it's almost like they don't want Glover in the picture. But do you you got to think that the light heavyweight division is just a Shit show right now. Well, you want to you want to bring it back? Just reinstate John, give him his thirty million, and watch watch the tickets fly through the roof. Yeah, the problem is John's like what two sixty right now. That's like two weeks worth of cocaine for him. Well, that and he's fighting. Uh, he's set up for March. It's supposed to be him and and Ganu, and then if Ganu can't make it or has bad rehab, then it's going to be Curtis Blades. For the title, um, I would assume so, because that would be Nagano would have to. 
I would assume that it would be an interim. And then you have to make John and Francis. You can't tell me John and Francis wouldn't be one of the biggest fights of all time. It would be. I wish it would have happened a year ago or two. But yes, it would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Lewis. I haven't heard anything more of Derek Lewis after getting pulled off that card day of. I'm not sure. Oh, and Anthony Johnson, rest in peace. Oh, R.I.P. Anthony Rumble Johnson. Apparently, he had cancer. Yeah, yeah, that's very sad. That is, he's, uh, uh, he's an all-around good guy too. Um, dude was one of the the best of all time. Um, that that sucked to hear. Yeah. Um, well, he Rumble, really kept that under wraps too. He didn't. He did. He did. I know some people saw pictures of him being really skinny because after you know he got done fighting the UFC, he kind of blew up to 300 pounds because he was trying to be a, a bodybuilder. And then he came back down to fight again. And then hadn't seen or heard from him for a while until this. And, you know, it's kind of. Yeah. That's sad. really, really bad. Um, see, yeah, Artem Lobal is uh, suing McGregor over um, Proper 12. Who is? Artem uh, Lowval. Is that the brain manufacturer or something? No, no, no. Artem, remember Artem used to be a fighter from New York. He was the one that during the, the Khabib and the Diaz thing would, was slapping the guys and, and fighting them on behalf of of uh, Connor. Maybe. I don't remember. So he's saying that Proper 12 was his idea and that he's owed 5% of the company. Okay. Say Connor, just pay him out. What do you do? Should. Uh, Kane Velasquez is out. Um, he's still awaiting trial, but he is at least out of jail after spending, I believe, eight months in there. Free King Velasquez. Yep. Um, well, do we have anything more to, to hit? I don't think so. Let's, let's run through. I'll give you... Uh, just a couple of the soccer games tomorrow. I want you to kind of give me final scores of your thoughts. Uh, we'll okay. just do tomorrow's game. Wales and Iran. Um, 2-0 two, two Wales. Qatar and Senegal. 2-1 um, Senegal. Qatar gets their first goal of the World Cup. And the place goes crazy and there's a giant outbreak. No, I'm kidding. It's just 2-1. Uh, Netherlands and Ecuador. Uh, one one tie. And England and the USA. Three one, England. Unfortunately, USA by a million. I I I am praying that that is true. I'm telling you, if they, I'm just going to get on FIFA 23 and score a hundred goals for the USA. So yeah. Yeah, and remorse for everything <laughs> that's about to happen. No, I really do hope it's a good game. Um. England's tough. Um, I mean, they were in the Euro final two years ago, right? Yeah. Two years ago, Euro final, played against Italy. They even had a lead, if I'm not mistaken. They even had the lead late in the game, gave it up, and then went it to PKs and lost against Italy. So, yeah. I, I don't know, maybe big stage. England crumbles under pressure and America comes out again. You know, 1776 style, guerrilla warfare, whatever we got to do. Bring so, the muskets, uh, boys. We're going fighting. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my 
my gut says 3-1, but man, I hope it's USA 17-76-0. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then final thing to wrap it up, a uh, reminder to everybody that I am promoting a mixed martial arts card in Sullivan, Indiana on January 28th. Griggs Entertainment presents Notorious. As of this moment, there are 23 fights on the card. Four of them are, are title fights. Um, the card will start at 5 p.m. Tickets are available at Promotion Ticks. That's promotiontix.com. Um, you can select a fighter. If you buy tickets and want to go, that fighter will receive a commission for you buying off their name. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Expect a couple thousand people there. It will be live on pay-per-view. My Slabs. Um, My Slabs has bought in as an official sponsor. So uh, thank you to Ken. Thank you to, to Matt um, for working with me. It was great to uh, to talk to those guys and you know get them. Because on this podcast, My Slabs, you know, we promote them. They don't do anything for us. We just use their platform. We love their platform. And for uh, Matt and Ken to absolutely to uh, actually hand out some cash to promote these guys is awesome. We also have a Bedlam Beard Company. So if you want to take care of your beard, a local guy here in uh, in Pittsburgh, follow him on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, Beardland Beard Company. They got like 4,000 followers, makes awesome beard products. So if you need that, let do that enough. and can't do a mustache. Yeah, same. And if you want to follow the fight card, just follow Griggs Entertainment on Facebook or look up the GE Fights Notorious page and you will see that. So hope to see everybody at the fights. Got to thank our sponsors here for the podcast as always. My Slabs, we already talk about them a lot. Uh, slab Savers, protect your high dollar slabs as you should. Nation Golf, remember Nation Golf is having a great YouTube giveaway tomorrow. They're going to do a live show. Um, so follow them, get on the Nation Golf Company uh, YouTube page and follow them and Graded Card Solutions when shipping your stuff. So once again, we hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Give us a download, give us a thumbs up, share, tell your friends. And until next time, me and Neil will see y'all. Wait, later. I have one thing to add. Or Thanksgiving not. food is overrated. That's it. Ooh. And Neil says it's overrated. We'll unpack that next week. We will discuss that next time. We're out.